Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hello, friends. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm excited about what God has put on my heart to share with you today. This is um, this is like what I would call a really fresh word. I'm still processing it and and going through some of this a little bit myself. So I am going to share with you straight from my heart today what what I feel like God gave me to share with you today. And I'm very excited that you're here. We're going to be in Genesis today. If you have your Bibles and you want to turn there with me or got your version app on your phone or however you read the word, if you've got it handy, you're going to want to turn to Genesis. We're going to start in chapter 16 and move around a little bit over to 20 a little bit later in the show. But today on the show, we're really going to be focusing on the story of Hagar. And if you don't know this story, I'm going to recap a little bit of her history with you. Um, She's really got an amazing story in the Bible. Um, In chapter 16, we meet her and it's all about Abraham and Sarah. And if you know their story, you know that Abraham had been waiting a really long time to have children. Sarah was barren and unable to have kids. And they were getting really up there in years. I mean, I think well into past the, as the Bible calls it, the childbearing years. And he had still not seen his promise from God. God had promised Abraham that he would make many nations out of him and that he would, you know, be a father of nations. And yet he had no children of his own. So Sarah and Um, Abraham kind of took that situation into their own hands. Like, I don't know, some of us do. Can anybody relate? I know I certainly can. Um, When they weren't seeing the promise come through for them and, and Sarah wasn't getting pregnant, Sarah had the great idea that, you know, Abraham should take her slave girl, who was Hagar, and um, have relations with her and get her pregnant. And that's how their promise would come to pass. Which, you know, sounds really crazy to us in this day and age, but it was pretty common back then um, for that kind of thing to go on. It wasn't God's plan, obviously. It wasn't the way he wanted it to go down. But, you know, how many of us, when things aren't happening, like I said earlier, the way that we want, do we try to make it happen? I know in my own life, I have done that many times um, when I don't see something that I believe God wants for me, that God's promised me. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to do this or maybe I'm supposed to, you know, start this and then he'll bless it. You know, that that has happened to me many times and and hopefully you can relate to. It's just, I think, part of being human where we just want to be our own little God sometimes and we get impatient and we just decide to take matters into our own hands. And that's that's kind of what Sarah and Abraham did. And it, it didn't work out great for them, and it, and it doesn't usually work out great for us either. But they're a great story and an example in the Bible of uh, 
how not to handle something and how God can still clean it up if you do make a mess. But so we'll jump ahead. Hagar gets pregnant and, um, you know, at Sarah's plan, that was her plan that she would get pregnant and she did. So we're going to pick up in Genesis and I'm just going to read a little bit about what happened after that, after they took matters into their own hands with Hagar. So I'm in Genesis chapter 16 and I'm going to pick up, um, in verse, let's see, let's start with verse four. So Abraham went to Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarah said to Abram, may the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abraham said to Sarah, behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarah dealt harshly with her and Hagar fled from her. Okay, so I'm just going to stop right there and say, so this just turned into a hot mess real quick. Okay, so now Hagar's pregnant and Sarah being barren. It sounds like Hagar was kind of like rubbing it in, you know, like bragging that she was pregnant and treating Sarah differently because now Hagar felt like she had all the power because she's pregnant. And back then in their culture, being barren was seen as like a curse. I mean, it was a really embarrassing, humiliating thing for a family if they couldn't have kids. So Sarah was already probably feeling all those emotions for years when she was trying to get pregnant. And now here comes Hagar, you know, with a little bit, this, you know, younger, um, handmade so to speak and she's just got a little sassy attitude is is how I'm interpreting that and of course that's just me with my opinion that's the Carla version of what I'm reading here but um, that's what's going on so then Sarah pretty much blasts her and and goes off on her and it says deals her so I'm sure she she gave her a few choice words um, at the very least and Hagar Hagar runs away right Um, So we're going to pick back up in verse 7 of chapter 16 in Genesis. Then the angel of the Lord found Hagar by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to Hagar, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man and his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over and against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, truly here, I have seen him who looks after me. And therefore the well was called Ber Lahara, and it lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. So, okay, wow, 86. Like I said, way past traditional childbearing years. Let's just say that right away. But there's so much to unpack here in this encounter that she had. Um, 
If you listened last week, you heard me interview um, my dear friend, Lee Damiano, and she talked about us having life-changing, transforming encounters with God. And her, her story, her testimony was so beautiful. If you missed it, you can find it on the website at scandalousgraceradio.com. But that's exactly also what was going on with Hagar. You know, she runs, flees her situation runs into the wilderness to get away from a really hard thing that honestly she kind of did to herself. She, she was being kind of a jerk and, and got in trouble for it. And so now she's in a hard situation. She's being punished and she decides to run away. You know, um, it was by her own choice that she ended up being in the wilderness. But I love that the angel of the Lord shows up. He shows up here and he's like, what are you doing here? And, and where are you going? And I, I can just say to you, my listeners, and I'm also preaching to the choir, I'm talking to myself, there have been so many times that I end up in a, in a gnarly situation that I've kind of put myself in based on my own choices or a bad attitude like Hagar had or, you know, anything like that. And I can feel the goodness of the Lord, but also the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, he never condemns us. But I love how he shows up and he's like, to me, he's like, Carla, what's going on? What are you doing here? And how did you get here? And where do you think this is going? Because it's not going well, you know? And so I'm just wondering if there's situations coming to your mind right now, even as you listen to me talk about Hagar, that maybe you're in that situation that a wilderness situation that perhaps part of your own doing, you know, a situation where you got yourself there. And you're running from something or you're avoiding something. And I feel like that the Lord would say to you today, where are you and where are you going? And just let him minister to your heart. Let him, you know, bring alignment and clarity back to you in this moment, because I really believe that that's what he's put on my heart to say to you today. So I love that he showed up in her wilderness situation in the middle of her mess like I said, that's partially her own doing, not all of it, but partially. And he's, he comforts her and he makes her promises regarding her future, her destiny. Everything that he has for her is a promise. And so she's in the middle of a mess and the way that he comes in and swoops in, so to speak, I, I like to call him, you know, the my knight in shining armor so many times he shows up at just the right moment saying just the right thing and he's such a good father that way but in this moment he reassures her by doing that you know when you're in the middle of a mess and you don't you don't know how you got there and you don't know how you're going to get out it sure is nice to hear from the lord to give you a little glimpse of what he has in your future if you'll just kind of pull yourself out of it with his help and get back on the right track and and be redirected by him I love how he gives her a glimpse of her destiny because that gives us hope, right, you guys? And that's what we need, especially when we're going through something really difficult. I love that that he showed her her future um, where he says in verse you know, 11 that you're pregnant and you're going to bear a son. And, and, you know, God heard her affliction and he even gave her the name of her unborn, unborn child and told her what it meant. And all of that gave her hope and let her know that a, she's not stuck there unless she chooses to be, and that's her choice. And B, she has 
a future. She's going to have a son. I mean, God's given her a promise. She has a destiny that she can walk towards and hope that she can hold on to. And I love that about the Lord. It's just, it's so beautiful of him to show up that way. So whatever situation you're in right now, like I said, maybe it's something that you're there by your own doing, perhaps let God speak to you today. Let him redirect you. Let him get you back on track. Let him give you some, some hope and, and some encouragement. Let him remind you who you are and what you're called to be and ask him to give you a glimpse of your future, a destiny. What's on the other side of this wilderness situation that you're in? Ask him. And I believe with all my heart that he is going to answer you and he is going to speak to you and minister to you. Now let's pick back up with Hagar. We're going to move over to um, Genesis chapter 21. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 21 and, and pick up her story. I'm going to be reading this part of her story from the Passion Translation. You guys know that I love the Passion Translation so much. Um It's one of my favorite ways to read the word, and I highly recommend that you read more than one translation of the Bible because it keeps it fresh and it speaks life to you in different ways. And maybe you'll hear a verse that you that you've heard over and over, but now you God breathes fresh on it because you're reading it from a different translation. So um, with Hagar picking up in Genesis again in chapter 21, real quick before we move on to 21, I just want to say that. I love that she called him the God who sees because he does. You guys, I don't care how deep of a pit you're in. I don't care how big your mess is. I don't care um, how much darkness you think that you're surrounded by. God sees you. God sees you. He hasn't forgotten you. He knows exactly what's going on and he is with you. He is the God who sees. So let's pick up her story in chapter 21 and see what's going on now with Hagar and um, Abraham and Sarah. So we're going to pick up in verse 8. So now at this point, just really quick to give you a little background, um, Abraham and Sarah have finally had their son Isaac, the promised son. Like, I don't know, I think 14 years went by after Ishmael was born and she had him, and now they have Isaac, the promise. So now Abraham has a son, Ishmael, by Hagar, and the promised son from God with Sarah. He has Isaac. So we're going to pick up their story in verse 8 of 21. Isaac grew and was weaned, and on the day Sarah weaned him, Abraham prepared a great feast. But Sarah noticed the son of Hagar, Ishmael, was mocking her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, get rid of the slave woman and her son, banish them for the son of that slave woman must not become a co-heir with my son, Isaac. Abraham was very upset over Sarah's demand for Ishmael was his son too. God spoke to Abraham. Don't be distressed over the slave woman and her son. And whatever Sarah says to you, do it for it will be through Isaac. Your promise of descendants will be fulfilled. Rest assured I will make the son of your slave woman into a nation too, because he is your son. Abraham rose up early the next morning, bundled up some food and a skin of water, and strapped them to Hagar's shoulders. Then he gave her his son, Ishmael, and sent them away. So Hagar and her son Ishmael departed and wandered off into the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she grew desperate, so she left her son under a bush. 
Then she walked about the distance of a bow shot and sat down, for she thought, I can't bear to watch my son die. As she sat nearby, she broke into tears and sobbed uncontrollably. And God heard the voice of the boy. The angel of God called out to Hagar from the heavenly realm and said, What's the matter, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the voice of your son crying as he lies there. Get up, help the boy up and hold him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes to reveal a well of water. She went over to the well and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a long, cool drink. And God was with Ishmael as he grew up in the wilderness of Paran. So I love this story so much because I feel like we're getting to see two different examples here of wilderness situations. You know, like we talked about in chapter 16, she was kind of in the middle of a mess that she helped create. It wasn't totally her responsibility, but a lot of it was. Her behavior, her choices um, were rude and mocking and ended her up in trouble, right? How many times has our mouth gotten us in trouble and then God has to get it out, get us out of it. And then here, though, in 21, I, I was reading this again when I was studying for this message. And I'm like, wow, now this time, honestly, in her defense, she's in a wilderness not of her own making. She is not there because she's done something wrong or she's been rude or she's mouthed off or anything like that. She was sent there this time. This is not her fault. And I feel like I can relate to that situation just as much as I can relate to the other type of wilderness situation. Um, I feel like I've recently, this past, this whole year, 2020, like we've joked about, it's like, thanks 2020. But seriously, 2020 has been rough, you guys, for so many of us. Everybody I talk to, friends, strangers, um, people that I minister to, I mean, it's been a really rough year and a lot of people have been going through really hard things in one way or another. You know, it's just, it's been really tough. And so many of us feel like we're in our own wilderness situation and it's not been of our own making. It hasn't been our fault. It hasn't been something that we've done to get there. And that's what was going on with Hagar, you know, Abraham sent her there and she had no choice and she went. And even on top of that, what I thought was really fascinating was, um, let's see, it was verse 12 where God says to Abraham, don't be distressed, do whatever Sarah says, send her, you know, Sarah said, send her to the wilderness, send her to the wilderness, you know, get rid of her. And I just thought, wow, you know, that's, that's a really hard Scripture verse to read right there, but I know for me, and maybe for you too, sometimes God allows hard things. God allows us to go through these difficult circumstances. He allows it to occur in our lives. Now, God didn't bring that on. That was Sarah's plan. That was Sarah's answer to her heart situation was just to get rid of them. You know, like out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to look at you anymore. Sarah wanted to avoid her problems, so she sent it away. And that was Hagar, and that was Ishmael. But God allowed it. God didn't do it, but he did allow it. And I want to say that he does sometimes allow us to go through hard things, and he allows difficult circumstances to occur occur in our lives. But he always allows it for a good reason. And I believe that he will work his divine plan through it all. He will use it to draw us closer to him, 
He will use it to teach us things about him that we wouldn't know otherwise, characteristics of his heart and his nature and his goodness when we can come out on the other side of it and see how he brought us through and see how he resolved the situation. Just like it says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I've seen that in my own life. I have watched him do that again and again with these really hard situations that I don't understand why I'm there. I haven't done anything in my own opinion and in my own eyes and from my perspective to deserve it. But yet here I am in this really difficult circumstance and these really hard situations that feel like a wilderness to me. And that's when we need to remember, like it says in in Deuteronomy 31, verse six, and also a version of it in Joshua one, verse nine, he will never leave you or forsake you. He is always with you. And like we learned from Hagar in chapter 16, he is El-Ra. He is the God who sees. He is with you. And his word says that he is always close to the brokenhearted. So he is there with you in the middle of your mess, whether you got yourself there or you were put there. He is with you, just like the angel of the Lord showed up and spoke to Hagar He is speaking to you today through this show, even, and maybe through the Holy Spirit into your own heart. He is right there with you. So just let him minister to you in the middle of whatever you're going through. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting um, in chapter 21 where she's she's back in the wilderness. You know, they're running out of water. They're out of food. It's super hot. You know, they're in the desert and she lays her son, who's like dying of thirst, literally dying, she lays him under a bush and walks away because she says in her own words that she can't bear to watch her son die. And I can relate to that so much um, when I feel like I'm losing something and something is like dying, you know, for lack of a better word. I'm, I'm losing a dream that I, that I feel like God placed in my heart and that I wanted to see happen or I'm, I'm, I'm losing a relationship that's important to me or um, I'm losing something because of my health. I'm having to give up something or let something go that I've really wanted and it was a dream in my heart. I don't want to look at that either. You know, I can relate to what she did. How many of us, when, when something is not going the way we want or we feel like it's being taken away from us, the last thing we want to do is sit and look at it and stare at it and think about it and analyze it. We want to avoid it. And that's so like our human nature. And that's, that's exactly what she did. She had to walk away. And I love that they let us read her thoughts right here. It says in that verse, I can't bear to watch my son die. And she broke into tears and sobbed uncontrollably. And I can so relate to that. I mean, how about you? What are you going through right now that you're avoiding looking at? What's too painful for you to even think about? You know, God wants you to give those things to him. He wants to talk to you about it. He wants to share his heart with you about it. He wants you to to share your heart with him. Just let it all out. He can take it. You know, I say this all the time, but, you know, he's really strong. He can handle anything that you want to say to him. And I love that he let us see a glimpse of that in the story of Hagar. Don't avoid looking at it. Let him have it. She cried out to God and then he answered her. So I encourage you to do the same. Share your hurt, your pain, your fear, whatever disappointment in the wilderness season that you're going through right now, because he will answer you. He hears you. 
He saw her and he sees you as well. And I just want to reiterate that. I'm going to say it again and again, you guys. He hears you. He sees you. And it's this beautiful quote that I heard from Priscilla Shire, the Bible study leader. She said, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. So even though you may not understand what he's doing, just trust his heart for you is good and that he will work it all out together for good. Like it tells us in Romans, he rescued Hagar. He's going to rescue you. He's going to provide that well of water that you need to keep persevering and keep enduring. He is there with you. I want to pray for you right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up everyone listening. I ask that you would open their eyes to the wells that you've placed in their wilderness to sustain them, to refresh them, to rescue them and deliver them. And Father, I pray for for healing where they need healing and breakthrough where they need breakthrough. And most of all, Lord, I pray that they would sense your presence today, that they would feel your goodness, that they would know that you see them, reassure them, whatever they're going through and whatever situation they're in, God, I ask that you would open their eyes just like you did for Hagar and that you would renew your promises to them today and you would show them glimpses of your destiny. And like my friend Lee says, undo us, God, so that you can redo us. Whatever that looks like, Lord, bring it. I love you guys so much, and I just want to remind you again, he sees you. He's there for you, and you can trust him. And I'm praying wells of refreshing water for you in the midst of your wilderness season, whatever that looks like. And even a fresh perspective of his goodness and his provision, because he is there. He does see you, and he wants you to feel his presence. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I want to remind you, if you've missed any of our previous shows, you can go to my website, which is scandalousgraceradio.com. You can find previous episodes there. You can catch up on anything you might have missed. Um, I have a book about encounters with God. It's called Come Away With Me. You can look at that on the website and find out more about that on Amazon. But I just am so grateful for you guys. I would love to hear your testimonies of his goodness. So please connect with me at scandalousgraceradio.com. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to scandalousgraceradio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan ministering resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to scandalousgraceradio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan on Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.